Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Spooky State of Mind. Spooky. This is episode eight. I think so. Eight. Woo! We're almost there to where? I don't know, but episode eight. <laughs> I hope that you're all having a lovely week or that you've had a lovely week. What day is this going out? Thursday? Oh, yes. Really quick. We are switching upload dates to Thursday nights just because we've been doing this or we've been recording for what, like two months now? Last episode, we said one month. Now it's two months. (laughs) Well, that we've been recording. Ah, true, true, true. Yeah, that we've been recording. So we've been recording for about two months and just getting into the swing of things, figuring out what works for us. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so we'll be posting or uploading Thursday nights, I think. Yeah, yeah. So not really a surprise. We were kind of expecting for it to happen, some kind of change to happen. So here's one of those. And hopefully it stays mm-hmm. this way. But yeah. We'll keep you updated. Yeah. Have you had a good week so far? How's your week been? Last week, we didn't get to really discuss discuss anything about our week i think we had nothing going on it's just been another week of that for me yeah yeah not much going on gary's out of town or he left yesterday he's coming back tonight so i've been solo parenting for like the last three days really fucking exhausting i really don't know how single parents military spouses or just anyone does it when they're on their own i'm just like damn (laughs) tired yeah like even more than i normally am yeah also I know it doesn't help that you're out there, you know, where you live. It's kind of just you versus when you lived out here. It was you still had your family and they could help if you needed it and mm-hmm. so on. So I know that makes it so much harder. Yeah. The last time that I was solo parenting for a few days was when Gary drove out here. Oh, yeah. I remember that. So yeah, he was gone for a few days. Yeah. So for like three or four days. But I was with my parents. So I had their help. I'm trying something out. What are you trying out? Perfumito. Perfume always smells so nice on you. On me? Yes, on you. I totally forgot we were recording. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I know. Yeah, I stink all the time. Pregnancy does that to you because your hormones are just so crazy. Pregnancy and I started smelling real bad when I got pregnant with Quinn. Like it's just, I don't know if I smell worse or if it's just because my nose is so much more sensitive because I already have a really good like sense of smell. And so then being pregnant and like pregnancy nose, it's just absolutely horrible. I can't do, I can't wear perfume. You never smelled bad to me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you never smelled bad to me. But like now, well, before I used to like perfume. Yeah. Especially with all the crap we had from working at Bath and Body Works. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But then postpartum hits and then, oh my God, you just smell so bad. It's very normal to smell very stinky when you're postpartum because that's how your baby can find you. Ah, Mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it's a theory or if it's proven, but it's how your baby can find you by your thing. Wow. I never knew that. Yeah. So if you ever have kids or if anyone out there ever has kids, just be prepared that you're going to be really stinky afterwards. Well, this smells very interesting. I've never smelled this kind of smell on me. So what is it? Cause you usually wear like warm fragrances. Yeah. I like, I'm not super picky. I I'm just not really a big fan of like fruity type fragrances. I like some florals, but it just depends. But I do like warm scents or like clean scents. I just, I associate like very floral and fruity with more like younger people. So for me, I'm like, I'm not old, you know, don't, don't nobody be saying you're not even old. I didn't say I was old. (laughs) I said younger people. (laughs) But it reminds you of like PE locker rooms. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, that's what I think of when I smell like sweet pea, warm vanilla sugar, love spell, you know? Yeah. I can't even describe the scent that this scent, like it's. 
It's very different. Yeah. I like florals, but Gary doesn't like florals because it reminds him of like old ladies. And I'm just like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. And florals don't smell good on me, even though I really like them. So I typically go for something that's really clean and fresh, maybe like a little bit of citrus in there. This is a different angle for me. I like it. You look good. Oh. You look like a, it looks like an old school YouTube video. I know. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I was going to say this looks like teenage me. <laughs> It does, but you need your bang straightened. Oh, God, not that. For those of you who don't know, Jasmine has really curly hair. <laughs> and in high school, she would just either have them straight or you would like curl them all the way back. Do you remember? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, but- like, so when, when, <laughs> when we all discovered that you could curl your hair with a straightener, I started doing that to my bangs and I would like straighten them and then like flip them out to have a curl on them. Oh, God. Who let me walk out the house like that? And then before when I didn't have a strainer this was when i was in middle school did you use an iron no no i I never even thought about using an iron (laughs) actually what i would do is i would put like a fuck ton of hair gel and like straighten it and bobby pin it and once it like dried after like my third class i would take the bobby pin out and just run my fingers through it and it'd be straight oh my god yeah it would stay straight like i don't know I have wavy hair, I guess. I mean, it's pretty straight now because I bleached it and I I do it all at home because I got lazy Why and not? I don't have money. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can. I watched a few YouTube videos. I can do it myself. Please. No professional hairstylist or hairdressers come for me. Uncertified, certified hair. Yeah. <laughs> hair basically. person. I did lose the texture because I was getting back the texture in my hair and then I lost it. And then I'm like, cool, I don't care. And I think that's because of like years of straightening my hair. Mm-hmm. But I remember this one time in sixth grade, I got like hair gel and I tried scrunching my hair. Oh, no. But it just looked like I had crunchy noodles. Wet, yeah. Wet spaghetti noodles. Because <laughs> I didn't know that you had to have curly hair or like at least wavy hair. This is hair. a lot of girls, though. You weren't the only one. A lot of girls used to do that. Yes, yeah, so I only did and it I one like, time. Okay. I got made fun of and I got called greñuda. So I never did it again. And I went back to straightening my hair every fucking day. <laughs> Yeah, I used to use Gorilla Snot hair gel. Oh my god! So my hair would hold. That was that was my curly hair routine back in the day. <laughs> now I'm just lucky if I brush my hair. Yeah, but okay. So you had a pretty chill week. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Oh, I did post on this group that I'm in on on Peanut. How I mentioned that I'm on Peanut. Not so sponsored. That- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sponsored. The mom just group, kidding. the mom app. And there's this group that all it is is polls. You just take polls and it's just like a fun for fun group. So in that group, there are 2,400 members, almost 2,500. In my poll, I got hundreds of responses. So a pretty decent pool size. And I asked, have you experienced anything paranormal? Ah. 54% said yes. 40% said no. And only 5% said that they don't believe. Interesting. Yeah. So we got a whole lot of believers. Gather them stories, girl. Right? And people were posting like their stories <gasps> in the in the comments. And it was just so cool just like reading them. I'm like, oh my God, I love this. That's like, so, so awesome. Spooky. We're going to have yeah. to have an episode where we, we read like listener or not listener. We read stories of people that we ask. But yeah, it was like super cool. That was it for me. I really didn't do anything this week besides try to get my house in order before I go on vacation because I leave in about a week. Woohoo! Gonna be together again. 
I was trying to think of a oh, song. Sing a yeah. Song. And, <laughs> and I was like, Shit. I couldn't think of one. And so I made that up. <laughs> Together forever. <laughs> but anyways, what about you? I don't think I did anything this week. Didn't you hang out with someone yesterday? Yeah. The only thing was yesterday. So Jazz actually has this uh, high school friend who's a girl, which is so like weird because he doesn't have any like, you know, girlfriends. So he does have her and I'm not the type that's like jealous. You were already friends with her before we met. There's nothing fishy going on there. So it's never been a problem with me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they like talk here and there. And I don't know if like, I don't know how long they've been living kind of close to us, like 30 minutes away. So I guess she was like, hey, I want to start having get togethers. And, you know, I want to invite you and Jasmine. And so he was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm down. So we were going to do like a game night. So that happened yesterday. I met one of their other high school friends. So it was the three of them, the two guys and then her. And so the guy was like telling me all these stories of their high school days. And I was just like so shocked at the kind of person that my fiance used to be. I was like, hold on a minute. What? Yes, girl. Yes. Like, I just (laughs) thought that he was probably, like, this class clown who got on their teacher's nerves and would get in trouble for that and then be like, go to the office. No, this boy was, like, fighting people almost on a day-to-day basis. Like, yes. Like, if somebody looked at him wrong, he'd go and just start fighting. If they mispronounced his name and someone laughed, he'd go up and just start fighting. Like, he didn't give a damn. The fuck? Yeah, I was like, what? And so, like, you know, sometimes, like, people tell stories and they just seem too, like, good to be true. You're like, that story sounds kind of made up, you know? Yeah. So I was like, mm, I don't really believe that. But then his friend is, like, telling me, oh, yeah, like, one time there was, like, this big-ass riot and we were in handcuffs and I picked the lock and then I saw Jazz and he was going to hit me. And so I was going to leave his ass there, you know, in handcuffs. And he was like, oh, you're really going to leave me, man? So then he picked his lock and they took off running. Like, <laughs> was like, you little troublemaker. My mind was blown. <laughs> you know, our partners have some really interesting stories. So Gary was like really adventurous. And my father-in-law used to be a fisherman. <laughs> He's looking at me and shaking his head like, I can't believe you just told them that about me. <laughs> oh my God. But like some of the stories I hear about stuff that he's done or that he's seen when he's been out at sea. Or, you know, my I've mentioned it before. My father-in-law's a snake breeder. So then people that he's met, that my husband's met and just different things things that he's experienced i'm like what the fuck i'm just like why is your life so much more interesting than mine i'm so boring (laughs) yeah like i was i never was suspended in school because i was too afraid of my parents and all the guilt tripping that would come with it and just like no to be fair how you've described yourself in middle school is very different than how i met you in high school (laughs) Miss going to church all the time, broke up with a boyfriend because the priest told her to. <laughs> I was a kid, okay, and I was very easily influenced. Oh my god. I just wanted to be a part of something, you know? So if it was church, <laughs> it was church. Fuck it. There's nothing wrong with church. I don't have anything against going to church if you're religiously affiliated by any means. It's we just, just we grew story. up in the church, so we, we get yes, we get we, it. <laughs> Yeah, we can make fun of it because it's our experience. Yeah. But I would never make fun of anyone else's experience. Yeah, no. But I was so surprised because my fiance, he's, you know, he's a big dude. Like, he's like six foot three, like, 
big guy and you see him but he's i thought he was bigger like i thought he was taller no he's six three maybe six really? four yeah six three. Oh, mm-hmm. so i thought he was like way taller than gary no i don't remember how they are next to each other side by side yeah so gary's six two okay by the way yeah. so i was like what do you mean jazz is six three we'll see yeah like somebody's lying <laughs> i saw this video on i don't remember if it was tiktok or instagram but it was this guy asking his father-in-law oh like why did you pick like my suegra you know and all this stuff and you know it was just a funny video and then i got thinking i was like hmm why did i pick gary hmm because his tinder bio said he was six two <laughs> And just like, <laughs> <laughs> that never mattered to me. That's not why. That didn't matter to me. And I was like, people cool. are like, tall guys always pick short girls. And I'm here like, I, I never care. Yeah, my fiance is 6'3. <laughs> He's the tallest person I've ever dated, though. I'm not short. Yeah, you're not. You're pretty. Yeah. You're- I'm tall for being Mexican. Yeah, for sure. But Gary always calls me short. But I'm like, just because I'm shorter than you doesn't mean I'm short that's how it's always gonna be girl and then i make fun of him because then i'm like you're short for being a tall person <laughs> yeah right uh, yeah I, I was like blown out the water just hearing these stories i was like what because my fiance he's a very friendly guy he's very charming and very talkative and you don't think that he would be that way but i don't know towards me he's a teddy bear Aww. but he's always like not towards anybody else so whatever he is a very friendly guy so i was very shocked when i found all that out and then it just made me feel like a square because i never got in trouble in high school like that except for talking too much that was probably as far as it got yeah that's what i did just yesterday went out and hung out with some friends we did some cards against humanity and met new people so that was a lot of fun hey you were literally just talking about how you wanted new friends i know right manifesting it into existence then his friend um she's awesome like she's really great so and her her boyfriend he's also awesome so i can't complain nice mm-hmm. no in high school i wasn't i was just very talkative and i wasn't like a troublemaker um i never got into problems with people because that's just not what who i was i never fought anybody okay but do you remember the, our first day of high yeah. school <laughs> oh shit Oh, damn. Okay, so even though I'm not a troublemaker, my mouth did get me in trouble because I would say what I wanted. If a teacher got on my nerves, I, I would like okay, dance. Okay, calm down. I'm telling you. I would this like story. dance with the line a little bit, but it was never to the point where they'd be like, go to the office. It would just be like detention. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I mentioned in a different episode that I was scared of Jasmine because, you know, I'm an introvert. I keep to myself. Like, yes, I'm very talkative. Like, I never shut up. Like, once you actually, once I feel comfortable with you. We could tell the story on a different day. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's embarrassing. (laughs) It's a quick story. (laughs) It's just embarrassing. So I remember it was honors biology yep. i think it was like fifth period yep. it was like it was after like lunch right after, yeah and it was right yep. after lunch and we're there and we're just you know it's just let's the first day so she's just going over class material expectations and stuff like that and then jasmine's talking because jasmine knows everyone <laughs> and she was just talking and then miss reynolds told her hey like keep it down jasmine keeps talking and she's like no young lady like you really need to keep it down and jasmine just is like okay keeps talking doesn't give two shits. And then Miss Reynolds is like, no, you need to stop talking. You need to stop interrupting or I'm going to call security to escort you to the <laughs> office. And then Jasmine over here is like, OK, call them. I don't care. <laughs> and they are just ta- like going back and forth with each other. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck did I just walk into? 
And so she's on the phone calling security to like come escort Jasmine. And because Jasmine's loud and Jasmine sounds angry. Yeah, even when I don't mean to. <laughs> the entire time, Jasmine's just talking away, talking with her friends. And I'm sure everyone is like, oh my God, Jasmine, shut the fuck up. Probably. <laughs> and then so security comes and they escort her. Jasmine gets all her stuff like all together and she gets up all peppy and just like walk in. And Jasmine, she is short. <laughs> She is fun size and she is a ball of energy. Oh. So she's just walking and she's sitting at the very back of the class. And so she's also I was sitting the on tables. the farthest away from the door. I remember I was on the left side. I remember. <laughs> uh huh. And I was on the front right. Yeah. So, you know, security calls her name and she's like coming out. And then everyone's just like, oh, my God, did that just happen? And then two seconds later, Jasmine pops her head back in, waves to the class and is like, bye, everyone. And just walks out. And it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? fuck oh my god after i just said that i wasn't a troublemaker here you come with the receipts <laughs> so she's over here saying all this stuff and i'm like excuse me do you not remember our first day <laughs> oh god no and then i wonder why that teacher didn't like me <laughs> i got a lot of um i like you as a person just not as a student and i and it took me a very long time to realize what that meant i was like i don't know if that's a compliment <laughs> probably, probably not. not no oh jesus but i mean she loved me but like i ended up being a biology major so i liked i liked the class you were meant to thrive the in there it anyways just, yeah it was great science was not my strong suit i love science look this is how much i didn't like it i didn't have this class until after lunch like Ale said so that means i had all the time in the world i had 45 minutes to copy my homework off of somebody else's book and i never did it copy i never did it <laughs> Like, that would have been an easy A. And I didn't do it. So I didn't like the class. I also didn't like the teacher. And I don't blame her. I mean, we did not like each other. I had no problem with her. She was really nice. I liked her. <laughs> all right. Anyways. And to be fair, I was not a teacher's pet. I just kind of stayed quiet. She was a know-it-all, though. Not in bio. I don't remember. All I knew is I didn't like you. So it didn't matter if you were quiet in bio and a know-it-all in English with Miss Best. <laughs> That was just because she called on me all the time because she knew my Holy. sister. And because I didn't do my work. I didn't like English, so I didn't do my work. So then she called on me because she had meetings with me telling me, you have so much potential. So then she would call on me and then I'd have to there, bullshit some answers. So that teacher ass. would give us like books to read and then she would ask us questions, like discussion questions the next day. I never read the book, so I never like participated. I always wrote DNR, did not and, read. Yeah, and there, but there was, what was that farm book? Animal Farm, remember? There was one time where I did read it because I was like, oh, the book is actually pretty interesting. Like all the meaning behind it. And I, the one time it's like super short. Probably, the one time that I stand up to discuss, you got up and started going against me. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't like you. And I, did I actually read? I don't know. But you you countered me in my argument. And I did not like that. I was like, bitch, this was my moment to shine. I finally read the it chapter she moment. wanted. And here you are giving me the counter. <laughs> That's why I didn't like you. <laughs> I was like, you little know-it-all. <laughs> the one time we both read. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, God, we were terrible. Anyways, let's get into this episode. To be fair, I do like reading. I just didn't like her class. 
Yeah. She would always be like, what was it? Like, you can't teach an elephant to be a ballerina or something about an elephant being a ballerina. I don't remember, but I remember she was, she would try to be like really upfront and like real with you. And she'd be like, we need to stop telling kids that anything is possible. That's why. Yeah. No, you need to know your limits. And it's like, excuse me. That's why she would say that. Like an elephant cannot be a ballerina or some shit like that. And I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'm just like, um, you're supposed to be building us up. Yep. So I don't remember exactly what, but it was always those two things. Elephant, ballerina. And I was like, okay. Anyways, let's now get into this episode. All right. Yeah, let's get into some spooky stories. Mm-hmm. All right, Jasmine, it is your t- <gasps> your turn to go first. Damn it. Why is it when I'm always the least prepared that it's my turn to go first? <laughs> <laughs> this week we're doing no sleep. So we're just going to be recounting an episode or not an episode but like recounting something that we read on the no sleep subreddit or any other subreddit yeah or something that makes you not want to go to sleep yes because this one is coming from the short scary stories subreddit the op is malia girl 1314 this episode was posted three years ago i don't know if that matters but still so my op michael explained that his girlfriend moved out of their place three weeks ago. His cat, Ruck, was really close to her. And so now that she's been gone, he can tell that the cat's been feeling a little bit lonely, especially when he goes to work. So every day when he's been getting home, he's saying things will, you know, animals, when they're kind of lonely, they act out. So things will be broken. The curtains will be ripped up, toilet paper into shreds. He says that the last straw was when he came home after working late. Ruck had clawed a hole the size of a dinner plate into the side of the sofa holy shit damn you need a new sofa sir put a little duct tape on it (laughs) i know the what was that trend where they would put the rice or no the noodles the ramen noodles and then they put water and then they glue it no glue and then they sand it down and you never saw those trends Mm -hmm. oh my god they would do it for everything like literally somebody did it for like the corner of a table it had been broken they crushed up ramen noodles and put it on there and then they glued it together oh my god and then they started to sand it down until it was like nice and smooth and paint it and that's how or they added a corner of the table nice yeah anyways sorry that that was stupid for me to say (laughs) that was stupid it is our podcast what do you expect right (laughs) so michael has had enough he's like you damn cat ruck i can't stand you i gotta do something about this he you know tries different things he buys toys he tries catnip he tries different types of food i guess to calm him down that might help which i've tried before too on my dog and it didn't work i tried giving my dog melatonin and that little shit would just eat him like it was a treat and go on about his night (laughs) but anyways So he says one night while browsing on Amazon, he sees a pet camera. So it's just a small camera that records your pet on a live feed. So that way you can monitor them and monitor their their behavior while you're away. It also has an audio function so that you can talk to your animal. So he thought, well, I mean, that sounds kind of silly, but hey, I love my cat. I'm out of ideas. Might as well give this a try. So he buys the camera and does the overnight shipping. And as soon as he gets it, he installs that bitch up in his room. He puts it in his bedroom because that's where Ruck liked to hang out the most. And it seems like he put it kind of a little bit low, but you know, so he could talk to his cat. So he says that his first day at work, he checked the camera like 30 different times. And when he spoke into the microphone, Ruck did seem to be happier. He noticed that there was no destruction in the house. It seemed like that was the fix 
to his little problem. By day four, he figured the problem was finally solved as Ruck was seemed happier, more relaxed, and he hadn't been tearing up his house. Fast forward to some time later, he gets home, goes about the rest of his day, finally decides it's time to climb into bed with Ruck. And just as he was ready to, you know, close his eyes to get some sleep, his phone went off. He got a buzz, a notification, and when he looked at it, it was from the pet camera. So he was like, oh, whatever. He was gonna ignore it because he figured that he was the one that triggered it since it's like motion triggered or whatever. Something told him that he should probably look at the notification. So when he opened the, no- the notification, he expected to see himself walking into his bedroom, but instead he saw a man, tall, gangly, with pale skin and large eyes. So he was going into his room with these large exaggerated steps, kind of like he was sneaking around like a cartoon character. He goes right up to his lens, so close that he feels like he could smell his rotten breath and he smiled at him. He smiled at the camera. He immediately pauses the video and he's like, what the fuck? He looks over like if he's gonna see the man there, but obviously there's nobody there. So he goes straight to Amazon and he found that camera and starts reading all the reviews to see if maybe anyone mentions anything about like a weird glitch or something out of the ordinary. Yeah, because like that's seeing someone like that is going to be a total common occurrence in other people's (laughs) cameras. Yeah. Fuck no. I know like, oh, well, that's what he decided to do. Maybe somebody tapped into his camera. Who knows? He decides to go look. So he said that the first few reviews are pretty standard. Everybody's like doesn't seem to have any complaints. But he finally comes across one. It wasn't a bad reviewer, like say, let's say negative, but it did have a very important piece of information and the customer complained that the camera was on a time delay sometimes as much as 15 minutes oh fuck so he's like alrighty so he goes back to the video you know his hands are shaking like I would be terrified too and he decides to press play he watches this man slither under his bed and giving the camera a wink before disappearing into the darkness oh my god oh my god I literally have chills sorry it's like my dog started putting her snout through the blinds and like lifting it so like I just see darkness and I'm just like oh my god I'm gonna see some fucking eyes in the darkness and you're telling me this and I have all fucking chills seconds after that Michael sees himself enter the bedroom and get into bed before the video ends Okay, we have a camera in like the baby's room and I'm just absolutely fucking terrified of something happening like that all the fucking time. Her bed's on the floor, so we're fine. But still, it, oh my gosh. Oh, I have chills. Yep, so word to the wise, read the reviews. Oh my God. And scene. <laughs> Oh, I love the stories that are just so short and just get, like, get to you. Yeah. Like, it's just, oh, they're short to the point. Oh, my God, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Especially, like, after, like, I had the closet video. Like, oh, oh which yeah. Which hasn't turned on, by the way. So that was my story. I hope you all enjoyed it. Read to the reviews before you purchase a camera. Okay, but the reviews aren't going to help you with knowing if you have a demon in your house. Well, this one, we don't know if it was a demon. Or we don't know if it was a real person. Or a, it was a person? Yeah, that's the worst part. It reminds me of that urban legend with the dog with like someone sneaks into your house and like they get into like your bed and they're licking you and then you go to the shower or like the bathroom and you see something like your dog hanging like your dead animal there and it's like, oh my god, and written in blood, it says like people can lick too. You've never heard that story? No. That urban legend? Oh my god, okay. 
Well, first time I heard it, I was like in second grade. What the hell? You've never heard that? That story? I feel like it sounds familiar, but... It's a very common urban legend. You're looking it up right now? Yeah. The licked hand? Yeah. Oh, scary. It's on scaryforkids.com. Scary for kids. (laughs) I mean, I did hear this when I was a kid at first, but damn. Yeah, I heard it when I was like in second grade or something. I still remember the girl who told it to me. It was Eileen. I'm not going to say her last name, but <laughs> girl, if you're listening, I'm like, that freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> ah, so yeah, it says this is a scary urban legend called Humans Can Lick Two or the Licked Hand. It's about a beautiful young girl who was left home alone one night, but protected by her dog, which was a very large collie. The parents told the girl to lock all the windows and doors after they left, but there was one in the basement, a window in the basement that would not closed completely she finally got the window shut but it wouldn't lock so she left and went back upstairs just to make sure that no one could get in she put the deadbolt lock on the basement door she sat down had some dinner fed her dog decided to go to sleep for the night settling down she snuggled up in bed her dog slept underneath her bed she reached her hand down and let her dog lick it as she said good night but during the night she woke up with a start the girl lay there wondering what had awoken her suddenly she heard a noise it was a dripping sound it seemed to be coming from the back bathroom she must have left the water running and now it's dripping into the drain thinking it was no big deal she decided to go back to sleep she felt nervous so she reached her hand over the edge of the bed and let the dog lick her hand for reassurance again at about 3 45 she woke up hearing dripping she reached down and let the dog lick her hand and then she fell back to sleep at 6 52 a.m the girl decided that she had had enough she got up just in time to see her parents were pulling up to the house good she thought now somebody can fix the sink because I know I didn't leave it running. She walked to the bathroom and there was the collie dog skinned and hung up on the curtain rod. The noise she heard was its blood dripping into a puddle on the floor. The girl screamed and ran to the bedroom to get a weapon in case someone was still in the house and there on the floor next to her bed she saw a small note written in blood saying humans can lick too. Ah! No, fuck no. Every time I hear my dogs licking, it creeps me out because of this I story. never heard that story before. Wow. Creeps me <laughs> out. I don't let my dogs lick my hands, like usually, and I don't let them lick my feet. Gary doesn't care. But I'm over here, I'm like, yeah, this feels weird, you know, like a sensory yeah, issue. Yeah, I don't like it either. And I'm just like, ooh. Yeah, for me, it's nothing against my dogs. It's a legitimately a sensory issue. And because it reminds me of this story. <laughs> That was a little side story there. Yes, from (laughs) scaryforkids.com. I was like following along on it and I'm just like, what the fuck? How is this for kids? Absolutely fucking terrifying. Well, it's like scary stories to tell in the dark. Those are my favorite. I loved those. Oh my God. And those pictures were so much scarier than the actual story. I don't know which book exactly it was in, but one of my favorites was that girl with the green ribbon. Did you ever see that? I don't know which book it was in. I don't think I read that one. But yeah, she had like a green ribbon around her neck and she wore it all her life. You never saw that, heard that story? I don't think so. (gasps) Would you like me to tell it? Okay. Did you find it? I actually have one on my shelf right now. Hold, please. Look what I found on my bookshelf. Oh. 
Yeah, so this one is just the first one. It's the scary stories to tell in the dark. So I got this actually two years ago at my old work, the property management company at work. So awesome. Like it was such a, my work was not a great place to work, but the property was a great place. Really liked them. For Halloween, they had like a bunch of things like that set up. That is so awesome. I got to pick a book, which is pretty cool. Okay, so this one was from In a Dark, Dark Room and Other Scary Stories. This was one of my favorites. Once there was a girl named Jenny who always wore a green ribbon around her neck. One day, Alfred, poor kid, you know, with that name. <laughs> Isn't that your dad's name? His name is Alfredo. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Good old Freddy. <laughs> so it says, one day Alfred asked why she wore it. I cannot tell you, said Jenny. Alfred and Jenny got married. Time went by and they got married apparently. So Alfred said, now that we're married, you must tell me about the green ribbon. You still must wait, said Jenny. One day Jenny got very sick. The doctor told her she was dying. Now I can tell you about the green ribbon, she told Alfred. Untie it and you'll see why I couldn't tell you before. Where is the ending? Ah, it doesn't say. You know what, man? Fuck this website. Point is, he goes to untie it. He's like, fuck, I could finally undo this damn ribbon. And he takes it off and her head fell off. Wait, I think I have heard this. Yep, her head Yeah, off. I think I have heard it. Maybe, I don't know if it's like the exact, like the green ribbon, but I've heard that story before. So I used to tell this story to my cousins yeah. because it was one of my favorites and they would think it was so funny because I would be so dramatic with that and I'd be like, so slowly Alfred went and untied the ribbon and took it off and then Jenny's head fell off. <laughs> Like, they thought it was so funny. Like, they thought it was funny. So they would always be like, tell us a story. <laughs> tell us a story. We were all the same age. I would tell it, and in the end, I would, I would always whisper that, and they thought it was hilarious. All right, so the next story is... Please don't play the face game by user Beardify. This one is on the no sleep subreddit. Also, there might be some, I might not be great at telling the story because I'm really congested right now because my allergies are acting up because I was literally just telling Jasmine that the weather here has been really wonky. Like three days ago, it was 80 degrees. Two days ago, it was 70 degrees. And then yesterday and today, it's been like the low 50s. So we got a huge drop in temperature. And me being from California. Yeah. That is a huge shock real quick. It's a real big well i would get sick not allergies flat out a cold you know mine are just allergies when you're pregnant one like one really common symptom is congestion and i was congested Mm. my entire pregnancy with when this one hasn't been as bad but right now my allergies are just like like my eyes are itchy and i'm just like oh anyways okay so the story starts out with the rules of the face game then goes into detail about the events of what happens when it doesn't go as planned as a disclaimer i am not encouraging anyone to play this game and i am simply stating the rules and procedures because it's part of the story and I feel like it's necessary as a cautionary tale. The rules. You need at least four people. So I will never play this game (laughs) because I don't think I know four people. So I think I'm safe. If you don't have friends, you're fine. So you need at least four people. When you begin, you need to be alone. No observers, no bystanders, nothing like that. Only the people playing the game. There needs to be complete and total darkness. The game will not work if there is even a fraction of light. After that, you can start playing the game. There is one judge and the rest of the players are pretenders. So the pretenders stand in a circle and the judge is in the middle. The judge will spin counterclockwise and the pretenders will circle the judge in a clockwise motion. Everyone keeps spinning or turning until the judge announces... I wonder, I wonder whose face will I find? The pretenders will then stop in place, take three steps back, essentially making the circle bigger. Now, the judge doesn't know who or what 
is standing where. They must travel to the edge of the circle in an attempt to find the first player and ID them only by touching their face. If the judge touches any part of the pretender that isn't their face, or the pretender moves or talks, the game will fail. The pretender can manipulate their face in any way they see fit, make a funny face, scrunch up their nose, curl their lip, anything like that to throw the judge off. When the judge thinks they know who it is, they must announce this face belongs to, and then state the pretender's full name. If they're wrong, the pretenders win and that round ends. If the judge is correct, they move on to the next pretender. And if they correctly ID everyone, then the judge wins. There is, however, a third possible outcome. The judge can touch the face of someone or something they don't recognize because they weren't present at the beginning of the game. This being will be known as the outsider. If there is an outsider present, the judge has to be really sure to touch every part of their face in order to rule out any pretender. The outsider can have open sores, cuts, lesions, squirming things beneath their flesh, and they can also bite or lick the judge, and that's all fair game. The judge must continue to touch their entire face. If there is an outsider, everyone must stay in place regardless of whatever is going on around them. Whether that be foul odors, feelings of uneasiness, temperature changes, weird sounds, doesn't matter. You have to stay where you are. Once the judge has touched every part of the outsider and they're confident it's not a pretender, they must announce, I do not know who this face belongs to, but surely it is the most beautiful face of all. This will make the outsider disappear and the face game ends. If the pretenders move or make a sound or if the judge doesn't fully touch the outsider's face or fail to say the closing statement correctly or doesn't finish it, or if the outsider successfully impersonates a pretender, the outsider will win the game. So the following story is what happens when an outsider wins the game. This story starts on Halloween night in 1999. A group of what I'm assuming is five girls are all hanging out in the basement of one of their houses. They're playing light as a feather, stiff as the board, trying to get into the spooky spirit, especially since they're 12 and they think they're too old to go trick-or-treating or really partake in Halloween festivities. One of the girls, Erica, brings the Scream movie and none of the girls are scared like they used to be. OP. So she doesn't mention her name, so I'm just going to call her Janet. So Janet even mentions that the night is losing its magic. Despite everyone's effort to keep the magic alive, another girl, Christina, lit candles and they just look tacky. They're all trying to like find that spark, but they've lost interest. They're in Clara's basement and they're trying to lift Amy who was apparently the heaviest in the group. So in retrospect, they might have made a mistake in who they were trying to lift because she would not budge. That's Janet talking, not me. No fat shaming on my end. (laughs) Because if you do it right, I think you could lift anyone with light as a feather, stiff as a board. Clara's older sister, Holly, barges in and is giving them a hard time for trying to get the game to work because according to her, it's all fake. Janet snaps back at her that, (laughs) of course, she would know like what game is legit because you know, she's cooler and older. Holly gets angry and lets them know that she definitely does and storms away. When Holly comes back, she gives them a sheet of paper with the rules for the face game and tells them that'll scare them. Janet questions her because the ink is still wet and Holly just snarks back at how they're just too scared to play and that she'll be upstairs talking to her boyfriend so to leave her alone. The girls waited for Clara's parents to go to sleep so the house was so quiet and it was the perfect time to play the game. 
Janet volunteered to be the judge. The instructions were really simple, but Janet soon found out that it was harder than she thought. The dark and spinning was incredibly disorienting, and she begins feeling dizzy soon after starting. And it sounded like there were more footsteps than just her four friends. I wonder, I wonder whose face will I find? And the game begins. As soon as she speaks, silence. She began walking and searching for a face, and thank goodness it was an easy one for her. It was soft and pudgy, so it had to belong to Amy. Come on, leave Amy alone. <laughs> Fat Amy. <laughs> from- <laughs> oh my God, from um. Pitch Perfect. Thank you, thank you. She called out that it belonged to Amy, and she was right. On to the next person. The next face was bony and trying to disguise itself, but she recognized the smell of her shampoo, called out that it was Clara. It was Christina. Clara was right after her. So the pretenders won this round. Since Christina tripped her up, she was the next judge. As soon as Janet took those three steps back to make the circle bigger, she felt a really weird sensation of being alone in the universe. I don't know about you, but it reminds me of the quote by Arthur C. Clarke that says, two possibilities exist. Either we are alone in the universe or we are not. Both are equally terrifying. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of this because I feel like her feelings of feeling alone are juxtaposed with the rules of the game. So she feels alone and isolated, but in the rules, the outsider will be something else. And when I think of the quote, I mainly think about aliens, but honestly, it can be something otherworldly, even if that other world is a different dimension or parallel universe to ours. So then that got me thinking about just demonic possessions in general and how isolating they are. I mean, I've never been possessed, nor do I want to be ever, (laughs) knock on wood. But that's one thing that demons try to do, right? Mm -hmm. They make you feel isolated from those you love and care about. Because the more isolated you are, I feel like it can make you more vulnerable. I agree. No one wants to be isolated. No one wants to feel isolated. Even introverts. You know, there's a huge difference. We like being alone. There's a difference between being alone and isolation. So I just I was just thinking about that. Janet feels so alone, even though she's in the room with all her friends. Anyways, Christina goes to the first pretender and IDs her as Clara super quickly. She moves on and she IDs the next person super quickly. It's Erica. Not a problem. And Christina's having fun, you know. She's moving quickly and kind of not enjoying the spooky element because, you know, they're all too cool for Halloween. But she's showing off her skills that she can like, you know, she's good at this game. Until she reaches the third pretender. All you hear is Christina gasp. She's not IDing this one as quickly as the other two girls. There's a cold chill that envelops the basement. So cold that Janet starts shivering and is sure that she'd be able to see her breath if it weren't pitch black down there. The smell of rotten eggs fills her nostrils. Janet wants to ask what's wrong, but she knows they'll all lose the game. Janet hears a gurgling noise and then hears Christina start weeping as she starts saying, I do not know whose face this is, but surely it's the most beautiful- Oh Did I get you? Yes. <laughs> you gave me chills. <laughs> my my face did not show it. I see. I'm not easily startled. I wasn't looking at your face. Okay, good. I'm not easily startled. And if someone does startle me, usually my body doesn't show it. But inside, I feel like something hits my chest. Like, dun, like that's what <laughs> happened right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. All right. So Janet breaks the circle and starts to look for the light switch. But she just keeps running because the darkness just goes on forever. There's no furniture in the way. She's not in the basement anymore. Janet concedes and falls to the floor, wrapping her arms around herself to stay warm. And she clenches her jaw so tight just to stop her teeth from chattering. She hears a faint noise in the distance. It's like someone's screaming. Is is anyone there? Janet asks, and she hears a low rumbling from behind start approaching her. Ugh! Holly comes in, and there's light again. Clara and Holly's parents are pissed off because they're still there, and it's late now. Janet sees all of her friends scattered around the basement, all terrified, and their eyes are trying to adjust to the light and just everything that's going on. Except for Christina. Christina starts making all these weird movements and stretches, almost as if she's trying to get acquainted with her body and how to use it. You know, rolling her neck, clenching her fist, opening and closing. (gasps) Christina tells Holly that the face game didn't work and Holly looks at her like, duh. Christina then starts teasing and mocking Holly about her boyfriend and how he doesn't even like her and insinuates that he's cheating on her and gives specific details and examples. Holly just storms off angrily and the rest of the girls are looking at Christina and ask, what happened? She brushes it off and basically tells them to forget about the stupid game. Janet asks about the outsider and Christina laughs, telling them she was just fucking with them. Christina now has this new look in her eyes. She's kind of glaring as though something ancient is behind her eyes. Just like penetrating. You know, the girls go home for the rest of the fall, the winter, and the winter. Christina follows Janet everywhere like a stalker. She keeps her distance, but she makes her presence known. And her message is basically never speak of what you know. And after she's sure that Janet isn't a threat anymore, Christina goes on about her life, making everyone around her miserable and basically ruining their lives. She's the reason her parents got divorced. Erica was teased and tortured throughout middle and high school. She got Clara addicted to heroin. And she convinced Amy to drive drunk after prom and was subsequently killed in a car crash. As she grew older, those around her were just as miserable. And she was kind of just like a plague on the town. Yeah. But no one could pinpoint that it was her, which is all these unfortunate things happening. Eventually, Christina is arrested. And Janet, our OP, runs into Mark, an old high school classmate who works as a corrections officer at the prison where Christina is. They start talking and it turns out that Christina's power is stronger in the prison and she really found her niche there. She was caught playing the face game in a storage closet with some other inmates and was sent to solitary confinement. Mark was the one who caught them playing the game and he swears there was something behind Christina. It disappeared with the darkness as soon as he flicked on the lights. He went to cuff her and she snapped his arm like a twig. Oh my God. Janet told Mark about what happened on Halloween in 1999 and he believes her. So he's keeping tabs on her while in prison. Once she's out, they both start, you know, keeping tabs on her. Like what is going on? But after a few weeks, her trail goes cold. And then something strange starts happening. The face game is everywhere now. It's the subject of a few viral videos. Kids in town are talking about it. The rules are being found posted on telephone poles and just around town. 
it gets to the OP thinking. Is the outsider trying to bring more of its kind to our world? Is it trying to go back? Is it trying to envelop our world into its world? And that's it. We don't know. We're left wondering, like, what the fuck is this? I hate stories like that. Like, what the fuck happens? Wow. It's like a chain letter. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a chain letter. And so I Google chain letters to try and find, like, the origins of them. Mm-hmm. And there's like two main types of chain letters. One are scams and basically trying to get money out of people, basically like a pyramid scheme or an MLM. Mm -hmm. Please don't hate me if you're in an MLM. Just it ain't for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the other type of chain letters are urban legends, which, you know, I'm sure we're really familiar with. But in its description, it says that there's usually no negative side effects of these chain letters except wasted time. And I'm like, excuse me, usually, usually no negative outcomes. And then it's just, I don't know, it just, it reminded me of, you know, back in the day where it's like, you have to send this email to 13 people Mm -hmm. or this one ghost is going to come haunt you and spiders are going to come out of your eyes at precisely 3.33 a.m. on Thursday, blah, blah, blah. You know, or, you know, they weren't just emails, but, you know, YouTube comments or... On MySpace when you would get messages from people. Yeah, or like on the bulletins so all of your friends could see Mm -hmm. it. I was like, holy shit, I forgot about the bulletins. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like those are kind of lame, knock on wood, not trying to conjure up anything here just making sure but like what about the ring because that's essentially a chain letter yeah huh yeah because the only way you can survive is by making a copy of the tape and sending it to someone else and like that movie freaks me out because it's just like seven days yeah i don't fucking know man i don't know how this story ends and it's just like is this because i mean this is how slender man started out you know yeah and the crazy part is that as a kid i might have played this because it seems fun. Yeah. Yeah. There was so like on the, th- I was reading the comments on the subreddit or on the story and so many of them were like, oh, just play with the lights on, but have a blindfold on. Like the judge has a blindfold because then you can still play without getting the negative repercussions, you know, because it says the game will not work or like the game will fail. But then other people were like, no, demons don't like cheaters. They're just going to infiltrate. Yeah. It's going to do something to make sure those lights go off. Yeah. And other people were like, if you play it, videotape everything so you can see what's happening, you know, with like infrared or something. And I'm just like, no, thank you. And there was actually a really interesting comment. It was basically saying if outsider Christina is playing the game with more people, you know how she was when she was in prison, the outsider is always going to win because the outsider is impersonating Christina. So it's always going to successfully fool people, right? Because that was one of the rules. It's like if they impersonate someone, they're going to win. That got me thinking, but if the outsider is the one to win, what happens then? Because that outsider already won a previous game. They've already infiltrated our world. So is a new demon brought into our world? And yes, I'm going to say demon because that's what I'm assuming it is. Yeah. So what if they had played it again? I guess I see what you mean. Like if you played it with Christina and you come across her instead of saying this face belongs to Christina, what if you counted it with the outsider phrase? Would that take him out? You're not wrong. And then no, but how do you know it's the outsider? Because where's Christina? It's pretending to be the outsider is in Christina's body. Exactly. So if you incorporate Christina in the game, the outsider's the one that's taken over. Christina is no longer there. So if you're playing and you come across Christina and you recognize it's her, instead of saying this face belongs to Christina, what if you said, 
I do not know this face. Oh. Yeah. Because. Oh, like if it's the same group playing yeah. again together. Yeah. What if got that it, was the it, way to it. get rid of him? Because I'm assuming she said it wrong, right? When she said, I do not know this face or whatever. Well, she didn't finish it. But over here, like fucking OP, like Janet's over here running to the light switch. That too. But asking if someone's there, like she ruined it too. I looked up the story when you did the screaming because I was like why did she scream what was it that the rule said that you have to say if it's the outsider um if it is the outsider so it says I do not know who this face belongs to but surely it uh-huh. is the most beautiful face of all and what did Christina say she screamed after like she didn't finish beautiful. but what did she say in the beginning what do you mean like how did she start saying when she recognized it was an outsider. She started saying it, right? Really? That it sounded yeah. weird to me. Let me see. So she says, I do not know whose face this is. Oh, maybe. Uh huh. But surely it is the most beautiful. Ah! The rules say, I do not know who this face belongs to. Oh. And she said, I do not know whose face this is. And the rules say that if you say that phrase <gasps> wrong, you lose. You have to say it correctly. I didn't correctly. even catch yeah. that. <gasps> I didn't even catch that when I read it. Yeah. That's why the outsider took over her body. On top of that, Janet freaked out and ran. So it was a double hitter. Because Janet ran afterwards. She ran after that happened. (gasps) Oh, fuck no. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what if they had played it again? And instead of identifying her as Christina, they did the outsider phrase. Would that have essentially made a loss? Could there be two outsiders in the circle now that everybody thinks that that's Christina? If they played it again, would a new outsider come in? Or like, how could you get Christina to play it again, though? Like fake Christina. She was already voluntarily playing. Was she the judge now every time? We don't know that. Was she like, oh, let's play this game. I'll be the judge so nobody can identify me. Like, But she didn't play it with the same people again. Oh, I see what so you no mean. How knew. would they get her? To, got it. Yeah. How would they get her to play yeah. with them? Yeah. Uh-huh. Who knows? That's trippy. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So no, thank you. As a kid, I might have. Maybe. I don't know. That's like when you look in the mirror and you say Bloody Mary like Bloody twice. Mary. And then you're like, whoa, brain, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. I have never and said I don't it think a I third ever time. So. Nope. It's, um, you've watched American Horror Story season one. Yes. Right? Murder House. Yep. When I think it's yeah, I think it's Murder House when he's like here, piggy, pig, pig into the mirror because he's like scared or something. And his therapist told him like, oh, this is how you get over your fear. And there were burglars in his house wearing a pig mat, like wearing pig masks. So then the burglar comes out and it's like, who the fuck are you calling a pig and slashes his throat? I don't I haven't seen it in so long. I don't remember. I just remember the leather suit. The full body leather. Latex? Yeah. Oh, latex. Yeah. It was latex. Mm-hmm. Wow. I always remember, like, the baby moving in her belly. And, I mean, I watched season one when it first came out. Mm-hmm. I will be one of those. I was an OG American Horror Story watcher. Me too. And I remember I got my sister into it during season two because I told her about it. And I told her, I'm like, yeah, it's like an anthology. And I was like, look how cool this is because we grew up in Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. And the old courthouse is what they used as, like, the asylum, like, the outside of the asylum in season two. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. They didn't actually, I don't think they actually filmed there, but they just, like, took a picture, like, of it. That sure is. Wow. It sure is. I took my wedding pictures there. You did. So, Old Town Orange is featured in Cult season 
seven i think that's season seven i don't think you've watched it and so like they have the orange circle and then downtown san Ana by the fountain that's also in season seven i remember when they filmed that i remember they had closed it down everybody was like oh my god american horror stories i was like what yeah i remember that it's a really nice area it is really pretty. and the old courthouse has been used in several different like films so even though i didn't know i'm not surprised yes it was featured so the inside of it is featured in legally yep, blonde legally blonde and then i also JFK. think it's also in no j edgar hoover uh, that one movie with leonardo yes j edgar hoover because i met leonardo dicaprio and clint eastwood. i met clint eastwood but not leo i left and then like 30 minutes later he came out to give autographs i have his autograph somewhere in a box somewhere somewhere it's like in a box like in my memorabilia box it sure is j edgar i always forget and i always say jfk like i don't know why yeah so pretty cool i love our courthouse it's really cool i agree yeah all right well, we can wrap this Alrighty. up. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like always, if you guys have any feedback, any comments, any stories you would love to share with us, feel free to shoot us an email at spookystateofmind at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. You can always DM us there as well. I think that's it. Tell your friends and family. Share it. Do whatever you got to do. Get us some more listeners. Um, We would really appreciate it. We'll start our own MLM. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But until next time, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And we will see you on episode nine, where it's going to be a little potpourri. So you're just going to have to wait and see what we talk about. Might be a surprise to us, too. We'll see. Yeah, (laughs) right. Seriously. (laughs) Until next time. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye.